Welcome to the Leadership Matters Podcast, where we talk matters of leadership because leadership really does matter. Here's your host, Jeremy Albrecht. Welcome to episode three of the Leadership Matters Podcast. Today's episode, I want to address the topic burnout. And I know this is a sensitive topic, and specifically for today's episode, I've entitled this one Burnout Can You Smell It? And burnout is, is one of these. Uh, leadership issues that is becoming more and more prevalent uh, amongst leaders and in leadership circles. And I'm sure maybe you haven't experienced it yourself as a leader, but I'm sure we all can think of people, whether well-known or or maybe even in your close-knit circles that, that are leaders that have experienced burnout in some way, shape, or form. And I actually am one of those people. Um, and I want to start this episode by, by being very candid, very transparent with you, and I want to just tell you a bit of my journey over the past few years. And, and for me, my, my season of burnout began uh, about three years ago, actually. Um, I was at the church I was currently ministering at, the youth pastor in a very large church in, in Canada, and uh, things were going well. I had been there about four years at the time. And uh, things were going awesome. Thing, things that we had built our leadership team. We were raising up leaders, developing disciples. Um, you know, it, for many on the outside would look at would look at the youth ministry and say that's a successful youth ministry. Things things were going well. And I want to be clear on that because I think oftentimes when we think of burnout, we think uh, people crash and burn when when things are no longer going so hot or, or going well. But that was not the case uh, in the situation and, and the place that, that I had found myself in. And I remember it was May. It was May and uh, we were leading into our, uh, our annual senior high youth convention at the time. And, uh, and I had actually been asked to speak at this, at this convention. I was going to be the, the keynote speaker as well as taking our own students to the event. And so a little extra pressure uh, had the weight of, of, of speaking and, and bringing God's word to, to students, uh, you know, six, seven, eight hundred students at, at this, this district-wide event, as well as bringing our own large student ministry with us. And we had more than capable leaders helping us out. So that, that wasn't too much of an issue at the time. But I remember two weeks out from this event, two weeks prior, um, I came home one day from the office and I just remember saying to my wife uh, that my stomach just felt off. I had begun to lose my appetite a little bit and and uh, didn't really know what was up, but I just felt off. And that feeling um, didn't go away. It actually increased and, and as, as the days went on and we got closer to this event, it actually got worse and, and to the point where, where I lost my appetite completely. And, and then it, it also caused a bit of anxiety anxiety to arise in in my life, which I had never really experienced in my life to this point. I've never really been an anxious person or dealt with anxiety on, on this type of level. And uh, it, it got to the point where I couldn't sleep at night. So a week out from this, this major event that I'd been asked to come and speak at, I, I stopped sleeping. I just could not fall asleep at night. I could not shut my brain off. My mind was just going a mile a minute. I was thinking about the event. I was thinking about life. I was just, uh, I can't explain it. I can't properly put into words what was going on inside of my head, but I could not shut the voices off inside of my head. And I felt literally like I was going crazy. And uh, 
And I remember as this anxiety set in, I began to crash hard. And I remember friends, people, close, close friends coming into my office that week and uh, calling me up and just saying, you're going to be okay and praying for me. And I remember my pastor and his wife coming in and in my office and praying over my life and, and, you know, feeling a little bit like this was a bit of a spiritual attack because of the weight and the pressure of this event and the magnitude and the influence from it. Um thinking this would go away after this event was over. And I, I remember barely making it to this event. Like, I'm ready to tap out. I had called the, the director, the youth director at the time, and I had just mentioned to her, I may not be able to do this. You might want to get a backup plan. I was trying to cover all my bases because I was not in good shape. And to be honest, I was freaked out. Fear had begun to set in, and I was freaked out that, that I could possibly be this way for a long time, maybe even the rest of my life. I remember going to that event, I remember speaking, and, and uh, God was so faithful um, as I got up there to share in each of the four sessions. It was only through Him that I was able to do that. I remember getting off the platform after that last session on Sunday morning, thinking that this would now be gone, if this was really a, a spiritual attack and of that nature, that it would leave, it would cease, and I would be okay. Uh, however, the exact opposite happened. I stepped off the platform that morning and the anxiety was worse than it had ever been. And now the crazy, vicious cycle of anxiety set into my life for the first time I'd ever experienced it. And now I was now in this vicious cycle of being anxious about being anxious. And if you've never really dealt with anxiety in your life before, that probably makes absolutely no sense to you and sounds absurd. But I can tell you firsthand, it was legit. This feeling of, of, of anxiety about being anxious, being this way in this constant state for the rest of my life. And, and I, was, I was terrified. And I began thinking about quitting ministry and, and I could go work at Home Depot or I could do this or work at Starbucks. or I was thinking of all the other things I could do that that, that was my the only way to become better would, would be to, to do that. However, I remember, I remember thinking in the midst of those thoughts, like, I, I should resign, I should get out of here, I should do something else. I remember thinking in the midst of that, what if I'm still anxious? What if at the end of the day I resign and, and, I, and I bow out of ministry and yet this anxiety doesn't leave? And so really I felt hopeless. I, I, I began spiraling downward and, and I basically crashed and burned out. And I remember over the, over the course of the next year, I, I would have a few weeks and I remember going to doctors and I had blood tests and I, and I went to a counselor and, and I went to a naturopath and the biggest results I found for me anyways, personally, was going to my naturopath and I, I began to get on some, some, some natural medication that would help me and she began to explain to me and talk to me about something called adrenal fatigue and, and, and my adrenal glands being wore out and, and I was basically, she told me, I was burnt out. And regardless of this event, this situation in my life, this, this youth convention I was asked to speak at, she said, that was just the icing on the cake, but that really was not the underlying reason for all of this. I was burnt out. And here I found myself, in the first time in my life I had heard about burnout before, but here I found myself, you know, middle of my life, middle-aged, uh, with three kids and a wife and, and, and a large ministry, uh, I found myself crashed and burned, and I didn't know where to turn. And I felt lost over the next couple years, actually. Uh, and it, it led me over the course of the next year, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I had seasons. I had like two, three weeks at a time 
where, where I'd be doing all right and I'd be sleeping again and starting to feel good and then I'd have a relapse and I'd start getting, the anxiety would set in again. And just a thought, a negative thought in my mind or my heart would, would begin to arise and, and I would begin believing those lies again and then I'd have this relapse. And I, I remember my poor wife, she was so solid and, and such a uh, critical foundation for me in those moments. I remember she would tell me over and over again, you're not done, you're gonna make it, you're getting better you know, when I'd have those relapses because the temptation was to go right back to where I started in May and uh, and go back to those, those that, that dark, dark, scary place that, that I so wanted to avoid going back to. Now, I'm going to get into more of the story and some, some other logistics later, but I wanted to open uh, up this podcast by just being totally authentic with you and transparent and, and sharing kind of my journey Um through, through my own season of burnout. And if I'm to be perfectly honest with you, I'm three years out from that moment back in May uh, of that year, three years ago. Uh, I want to be perfectly honest with you. I'm still a not 100% today. What I am is I'm better than I was back in May three years ago, but I'm not 100%, and that's okay, because I'm resting in the fact that I'm better than I was. I'm better than I was yesterday. And I keep holding on on to that in the midst of in the midst of my my leadership burnout that I've faced. Now I want to talk to you first of all why this is such a, a cultural epidemic because this is not contained just to ministry. This is also found in the business world. We hear of business leaders all the time crashing and burning, and and I think why it gets elevated in, in terms of church ministry and church leadership so often is because lots of times when when leaders when when church leaders and ministry leaders get burnt out, it, it, it results in a moral failure or something that we hear about, and, and the media loves to plaster that all over the place, and so we hear about it more. But it also happens in, in business leadership. And, and so if you're a business leader or business owner and you're listening to this podcast, I, I want you to know this is still for you today as well, um, because burnout can happen to any leader at any time. And, and so I want to talk to you today about the smells and the signs and, and can can it be avoided? Is it possible? Because one of the biggest questions I got asked over and over again as I've started to open up about my own season of burnout is what were the signs? And I think that's a great question and I think it's a question that, that we all need to be asking and be aware of. But before we get to the signs, I want to talk to you just for a second just about why I believe this is such an epidemic today. Why especially in ministry? And I'm going to Specifically, because that's been my story, I'm going to come at it more at the angle from a ministry position, a leadership position in ministry than I am business. But, but again, I believe these principles still apply to whatever context of leadership you might find yourself in. And for me personally, I think one of the things that's really unique about ministry is that it combines what we do with what we believe, as well as the people that are close to us, the people in our community, our family, our friends. And I really believe that's what makes uh, ministry so unique and why burnout is so prevalent, especially amongst ministry leaders. Um, for, for a moment, let me talk to you just about success because I, I believe this correlates and I believe it has everything to do with, with burnout, how we determine and define success. And let me just ask you that for a second. If you're a leader listening to this, what does success look like for you as a leader? And we, I think we, we'd all at times in our life, we, we might define that differently. But, but I think how you define and determine success has everything to do with, with the trajectory that you're on as a leader and, and whether you're headed towards burnout or not. 
You see, success actually has nothing to do with your efforts or how famous you become and has everything to do with your faithfulness to God. That is the bottom line. Success is not fame. It was never meant to be. It's not how well-known you get. It's not how many followers you get on Twitter or, or Instagram or how many people like your photos. That's, that's not what success is about. Leadership success is, 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 is measured by, by how faithful you are. It's not this superstar mentality where how famous you get. And, uh, and that truly sets in when, when we stop empowering others and, and we stop focusing on the, on the main things as a, as a ministry leader. But oftentimes when, 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 when leaders, when ministry leaders uh, determine success as, as fame, what, what they do, some of the signs you see in, in ministries that are set up that way is, is that their ministries become a landing zone. It becomes all about the numbers and how many they can get on any given night or, or, or any ministry moment. And this superstar mentality begins to set in where they become the superstar of their ministry. And I'm telling you, that is a dangerous place to live and to lead. Whereas I believe God's picture of success, leadership success, whether business, whether church, whatever leadership forum you find yourself in, has everything to do with faithfulness, not fame. It has to do with making and sending disciples. It has to do with, with raising up leaders who are servants. It has to do with empowering others. And, and, and what you'll see is when ministries are set up this way, when success is determined by faithfulness, what happens is you'll see ministries where, where they're actually launching pads and, and they send people out. And, and that becomes a true sign and, and a distinction of, of ministries that are set up that way. And, and so uh, I, I just wanted to... I just wanted to kind of introduce this this topic by saying that and setting the groundwork for for our topic today because I I do believe the way that you picture success has everything to do with whether you're going to hit burnout at some point in your life and there's probably a little bit of the fame mindset in all of us as leaders at least for different seasons in our lives and and it, I want you to be very careful and so now now that we've talked about that before we get into to what some of the signs are let me let me ask you this question because I I be I begin the conversation by assessing your current state. I, I think that's a great place to start today. And let me just tell you this. We may have to break this podcast up into two parts. This might be part one because there's a lot of, a lot of things that I want to kind of address because this is so dear to my heart. And I'm having so many conversations in, in my leadership position now as I, as I sit face to face with, with young leaders uh, across this nation. I'm hearing so many leaders talk to me about some of the signs that... that are evident um, before burnout sets in. And, and so let me let me ask you this. Real talk right now for a moment. Where are you today? I, I told you a moment ago that, that I'm not 100%. It's been a three-year journey to this point, and, and I, I wish I could say I was 100% and I was back up to where I, where I once was, but I'm not. And it's a, it's, a slow, it's a slow process coming out of burnout. I didn't get there overnight, and, I'm not, and, and you don't get out overnight. It, it's, a, it's a journey, and I'm on that journey. And uh, let me encourage any of you who are still in that journey today that, that it's a process, and, and you're, just keep focusing on the fact that you're better than you were yesterday. Uh, that's where you need to reside. But let me ask you today. You're listening to this podcast. For whatever reason, you've, you've chimed in, you've tuned in, you've subscribed, whatever. Where are you today? And on a scale of 1 to 100%, where would you put yourself? 65%, 70%, 80%, 40%? How are you doing overall uh, as a leader today? Where would you say you are? 
And more important than where you are, what the, the follow-up question I want to ask you is, if you were to do nothing at all, if you were to, to do absolutely nothing about wherever you would say you are, so let's say you said you're at 65% today. If you're to do nothing, to change nothing, change no habits, no routines in your life, and you continue on the path that you're on, are you going to get better than 65 or are you going to maintain at 65 or are you headed downward and will you only get worse if you change nothing today? Now that's an honest question. We all need to ask ourselves at different points in our lives. Where are you at? And if you were to change nothing, where are you going to end up? Three weeks from now, five months from now, a year from now, five years from now, where are you headed? Are you headed up or down if you're to change absolutely nothing? I believe one of the, one of the other aspects to, to burnout is, is for many of us, um, we're just so busy. And whether this, this is regardless of whether you're a church leader or a business leader, but we lead busy, busy lives as leaders. And you know what? We're, we're so focused on serving others, we rarely take time for ourselves as leaders. We have people following us underneath us, people that need direction, people that need leadership, people that need care, people that need support, people that need be, being equipped. All of these things take time and they take energy. And, and, and it causes us to be busy. And in our culture, uh, I mean, you've heard it yourself. I've been in conversations before with other leaders and, and we almost... We almost wear our busyness as a badge. We, we, we stare mesmerized by our smartphones and we look at our smartphones and we, we look at our calendars and, and you, you've heard it before. You've been in conversations where a leader walks up to you and says, hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. Oh, I'm good. Man, I'm just, just busy. It's so busy right now. And we talk about busyness and it's almost like we idolize it as leaders. We don't know what else to say and so we say we're busy. We're all busy. Let's, let's, just, let's just say that today for the sake of our conversation. We're all busy as leaders, and we've got to stop wearing our, our busyness badges of honor and start realizing that our lack of control over our own lives actually makes us a victim, and that's, that's not a badge to wear. That's not an honoring thing. We've got to be very careful. So we've addressed some, we, we, I think we've set a bit of a foundation and I don't want this to go too long today and I'm definitely going to have to make a part two for this because we're, we're already getting it there in time and I want to honor your time today. So the question I often get asked is what are the signs? So let me talk to you about, before we get to burnout specifically, I think this is so key and this is something I wish of, I would have learned three years ago. I, I didn't know anything about adrenal fatigue other than a conversation I had with my, my naturopath. And so there was a great article written in Relevant Magazine, and I want to take some of the points out of there that, that uh, just help, and then some of the stuff came from conversations I've had with my naturopath. And these are some physiological things that uh, have everything to do with burnout. If you're not paying attention to these things, um, then, then you're headed towards burnout, and we'll get to that specifically probably in our next podcast. So real quickly, let me talk to you about adrenal fatigue, which can develop after periods of prolonged or chronic stress. And this, just so you know, this has been called a 21st century problem. Uh, just to set this up, your, your adrenals, and I'm not a doctor, so bear with me for a moment, but your adrenal glands, they actually produce many hormones that regulate our body's functioning, including our cortisol levels. You may have heard that term before, a hormone activated when our stress levels rise, it's signaling our body to enter a heightened state of emergency. This is, you've heard flight 
or fight. Um, this is what cortisol is responsible for in, in our bodies. And when cortisol levels remain elevated over time, it actually disrupts our immune function. It can disrupt our sleep, it disrupts blood sugar, and often the thyroid, which can lead to extreme fatigue. And so uh, now that we've set that up, I, I want to talk to you about some signs that maybe you're in some adrenal fatigue right now, which can eventually lead to burnout if you don't deal with it. So here's some signs of, of adrenal fatigue. First of all, body aches. You may have different aches around your body that just are not going away. That could be a sign of adrenal fatigue. Number two, depression. Depression, prolonged states of depression. I'm not just talking about a bad day here or there. I'm talking about prolonged states of depression can, can be a sign that your adrenal glands are just wore out. Irritability. We don't talk about that a lot, but you're just irritable all the time. Number four, an inability to lose weight. And my naturopath talked especially around the, the midsection, your gut. Um, healthy gut is, 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 can contribute to a healthy life. There's so much to be said about that. We could talk about that more, but just your, your gut. And this is even despite exercise. You just cannot lose weight around the middle. Um, another one, the need for stimulants like caffeine to get going in the morning. That, that's a sign of adrenal fatigue. Uh, another one, tiredness when you wake up. Doesn't matter how much you sleep. I was talking to a young leader the other day just telling me they, they get so much sleep, uh, nine, nine hours a night, but they're waking up tired still, even though they're getting a great night's sleep and they're sleeping through the night and they're having great sleep but they're waking up tired. That's a sign, an early sign of adrenal fatigue. Um, some other things can include food cravings, especially salt and sugar. That, that, that could be a sign. Impaired immune function, getting sick more often. Uh, that's a sign of adrenal fatigue. Difficulty falling asleep or waking up. These, these are some things I began to deal with early on in, in my burnout season. I wish I would have known that at the time and paid attention. Inability to face stressful situations, another sign of adrenal fatigue, your blood, blood sugar or digestive problems. I had, I had many of these signs. I, I, I just wish I would have known ahead of time. And that's my hope and, and my prayer for this podcast is that I can share some of these things. And if you've got some of these, please uh, do something about it before it's too late. Reduced memory or ability to concentrate. Uh, another sign, dizziness when standing up too quickly. Thyroid problems or low thyroid hormone production. Um, just so you know, those are all signs of adrenal fatigue and you can rewind, go back in this podcast, listen to those again. Um, just so you know, you can actually test for adrenal fatigue through saliva cortisol tests. And this could be done through a naturopath. Many medical doctors don't do this test, but I know my naturopath uh, had offered that to me and I had many of these different tests done. Uh, just to tell if you're, if you're wondering about adrenal fatigue, you can actually have a test they take a bit of your saliva and you can actually have tests to see what your cortisol levels are at. And mine uh, were way out of whack. I was, because what was happening for me, I, I, would, I would not sleep at night. I could go an entire night without sleep and, and I'll just tell you straight up, I'd get up in the morning and I was not tired one bit. I'd be awake, alert the whole day. And, and the reason for that was I was running on adrenaline. And that's meant to be an emergency. Like I said earlier, that's a meant to be an emergency thing, a heightened state of emergency. Then your cortisol kicks in. But I was running on it constantly, and uh, which led to adrenal fatigue in, in my life. And so um, I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to share that just to, just to be cognizant of the fact of, of what these things are that, that lead to adrenal fatigue. And uh, in, in, in next episode, the, the next podcast, part two, I actually want to talk to you about uh, some of the ways to avoid that and, and some things to help, some things to get 
out of that. And we could talk about some of those things. But but let me say this before we close out this podcast, part one. Let me say this. Not dealing with adrenal fatigue in your body can lead to compassion fatigue and eventually will lead to full-out, all-out burnout. And I don't want to see that happen to any leader. I'm sick and tired of hearing... Uh, of this leader falling or this leader stepping down out of their leadership position, whether that be in the church or business or wherever, I'm just sick and tired of it. And and so I I think it's time we start talking about these real life issues. And and you you might not even be a leader today. You might be leading just your family. You might be a dad or a mom and you're feeling some of these signs. I just encourage you to to first of all, go see your doctor, get get some medical attention, talk to them and um, and go to a naturopath, go whatever, wherever you find results, but look into this. Don't just assume that everything's going to get better over time because for me, I can tell you firsthand, it didn't. It only got worse. And so I want to see healthy and holistic leaders uh, leading our, our churches, leading businesses. And so um, I want to carry uh, carry on with this conversation in part two, and we'll get to that. So stay tuned. You can listen, chime in uh, next time. Look for episode four. We'll we'll talk about some of the ways out of adrenal fatigue and and some of the the smells of actual living burnout, what that looks like, and and how that can uh, transcend into our leadership position. So until then, peace on your melon, and remember, leadership matters. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leadership Matters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, why don't you take a moment and subscribe on iTunes to ensure you never miss another episode. Until next time, remember your leadership matters.